Hello, welcome to Industry Reactions. Industry Reactions is a weekly briefing on industry events, changes, and future trends that impact your business. We are your hosts, Jeff Martin and Mark Friedel from ChemPoint. You can find Industry Reactions on YouTube, LinkedIn, and as a podcast. For those watching on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Just think it's free. We plan on discussing issues that impact the global industry and help you uncover new opportunities. We hope this will provide market intelligence that will keep you ahead of changing conditions. Free, but hopefully immense value. All right, Jeff, first story this week is from the American Chemistry Council. Uh, Every month they put out their regional or chemical production regional index. And they just recently put out the numbers for December and there was a, a pretty significant jump for the month of December. So ending the year on a strong note, strong note for the chemical industry, growth of 2.2%. And it really was across the board. Uh, most regions, most all markets. And as we all, as we recall, the this index is a three month moving average. So yeah, kind of ending on a good note for, for 2021, 2.2% growth. It's good to hear. I know there's been a lot of turmoil in the markets, especially this week. We've seen the Dow go up and down. It's been pretty crazy, and we won't even talk um, our Bitcoin investment. Hopefully, everybody there was able to uh, hedge those bets a little bit. Um, but the U.S. equities uh, for chemical companies um, is expected to do well with the rising interest rates. So uh, the group uh, Freemium Research looked at the chemical stocks um, and looked at rising interest rates, and those t- the chemical stocks tend to outperform um, other industries when you're seeing the interest rates go up. So um, that should be good for our sector and uh, our share prices. Yeah, for sure. And you said up and down volatility. It's been feels like it's been mostly down. Um, so it's good to see the chemical industry will will hopefully fare well during this uh, another uncertain year, I suppose. Yeah, hopefully our four, our 401k matching investments are, are doing all right. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, and speaking of growth, there's uh, continues to be um, reduced growth in the Asia Pacific region, especially in China. Uh, I know everyone expects China to grow uh, very, very robustly as it has in the last you know 20 to 30 years, but it's definitely been a slowdown in that growth. Uh, there's new predictions that that shows 2022 um, China will grow at a roughly 5% uh, clip. And some of the other regions outside of China and Asia Pacific will tend to grow a little bit faster, but definitely at reduced rates compared to what we're used to. And a lot of it is just tighter regulations, pandemic lockdowns. And I got to imagine a lot of the uh, constraints in international shipping is uh, uh, hurting those economies as well. Yeah, it's pretty crazy what that region could be doing if you remove some of the uh, coronavirus headwinds away from it. No doubt. Moving on to the next uh, region, if we look, go ahead and switch our focus to Europe, uh, they're facing a lot of um, issues with the energy price has really put a lot of another headwind on them. So not only are they dealing, uh, dealing with the coronavirus lockdowns, um, but they have this the energy issue, which could get worse with all the geopolitical issues going on in that region as well. So um, as demand has kind of grown for their energy sources, just keep seeing wholesale gas prices uh, go up almost 300% in the past year, um, and they have almost nothing in storage. So that's really causing issues for their growth potential there in Europe. 
Yeah. And I think some of the geopolitical issues that are emerging over there, Russia, the Ukraine, um, the rest of Europe are, are causing some of this uncertainty and volatility in the markets right now. Hopefully it gets sorted out quickly and peacefully. Yeah, I've seen something. It's the 1920s. We have, you know, war, wharf in the um, in the Baltics being threatened. Uh, crazy stock markets, and uh, we'll we'll see what happens. Hope we can shake yeah. those out. <laughs> yeah, interesting comparison. Okay, moving on to the aluminum industry. In a quick story, uh, there's been a, a a fair amount of investment in aluminum, uh, especially domestically where this article was uh, uh, focused on. And it's not just more production, it's also aluminum recycling uh, capacity as well being expanded. And the key driver for a lot of this, uh, at least this story was cited, was the automotive industry, how more and more cars or more and more percentage of cars are using aluminum. Uh, I'm not sure how that plays into the, the EV trend, but a greater percentage of uh, a car's makeup is becoming more and more aluminum, especially in the last 10 plus years or so. So more investment in aluminum in the U.S. Yeah, you were talking about that. You know, the uh, Ford has their big uh, lightning truck and that's um, that's all aluminum as well. So, you know, hopefully the product those will start rolling off the production line pretty soon. Um, but yeah, you see a lot of aluminum getting used in you know all these new automobiles. So good to hear yeah. more. Why it's coming online. Next up, um, if we take a look at uh, oil rigs, uh, they've grown for the past couple of weeks. We've seen those numbers increase, um, which is good news. And the oil price has been hovering, hovering right there around $80 a barrel, uh, give or take it um, there. So it's good news. We keep seeing investment there um, as companies are looking to spend that uh, capital to invest in these long-term assets. Uh, so. They, don't, they think oil will probably hover there in the $70 to $80 um, barrel uh, price range for the foreseeable future. And moving on to uh, new products, Evonik is in the news. Uh, they've announced they're going to be investing hundreds of million dollars in new production capabilities for biosurfactants and specifically rhomnolipids. Uh, this is kind of a cool story um, around sustainability and helping out Mother Earth. Uh, they are building a production facility, I believe it's in Slovakia, um, Eastern Europe, um, and it's going to be a two-year project. Like I said, hundreds of millions of dollars of investment, and it's really to support their sustainability. And I believe it's being driven by a key customer that they've been working with, Unilever. So the, the, the two of them, Ivonic and Unilever, are uh, doing a, um, a kind of a cool, uh, world-class uh, uh, production scale of these rhomnolipids. It's, it's interesting. It used to be sustainability was great um, as long as it didn't cost us any more. Um, but now it seems as though even if you have to spend money, it's sustainability is continuing to be a bigger and bigger driver. Yep, for sure. Next up, um, an M&A activity. It's kind of been quiet the last couple of weeks on M&A in the chemical industry. I think part of that is due to being earnings season and uh, kind of a quiet period. So some companies haven't been reporting deals that are in progress. Um, but according to Jefferies, they expect the uh, M&A activity in the chemical industry to keep, keep growing. Um, so their base case, so kind of their bottom case is expected to see over $18 billion M&A over the next two years. Um, now their extreme case uh, is 
almost $500 billion in M&A activity. So we'll see where it kind of lies. Um, it's probably going to be closer to that base case, but um, we expect to see a lot more deals here, um, especially as companies are kind of, you know, setting themselves up for transformation. So they, in their report, they kind of called out a couple of companies like Huntsman, um, who are very likely to do a lot of M&A activity over the next couple of years um, to kind of change their, um, their focus uh, for the future. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, Jeffries only covers a certain amount of uh, companies. And I think it's fairly indicative of the industry. But yeah, they did specifically call out Huntsman and Trinzio as two companies that are likely going to go through portfolio overhaul, if you will. And they said they were going to be using a lot of money for this M&A activity versus the stock buybacks that they have done in the past. Um, so we'll see uh, how that shakes out on those equity prices that we were talking about before. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. All right. Well, that's it for this week's edition of Industry Reactions. We will return next week with a fresh batch of Industry Reactions. So until then, stay safe. Thanks, everyone.